0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where we talk all soulful mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. Today, you're in for a real treat. I have Jennifer Blanchard here. She is a multi passionate writer, coach, entrepreneur, and a co author of the book called Miracle Festing. We dive deep into the importance of feeling good to manifest how we need to step into the vision of the person we want to be, as well as why it is so important to find manifestation techniques that feel good to you. And then we even discuss how you can manifest a beautiful end to a relationship. Stay tuned. You're in for an amazing episode of the Mind Soulful Show. Welcome to the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets your heart and soul. I'm your host, Brooke Sidney. I'm an abundance accelerator, Mind Soulful Mentor, and an inner voice and soul story coach. This show dives deep into soulful mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. It will help you manifest more inner and outer abundance in the form of greater self-love, hearing your inner voice, as well as more presence freedom, ease, and greater self-confidence, and you being you. So if you're looking to learn more about the high vibe tools of mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation, to love the life you are presently living, you are tuned into the right show. hello and welcome to today's episode of the mind soulful show where we talk about all things soulful mindfulness soulful mind set as well as soulful manifestation today we have an amazing show where we're talking about creating our own luck which is really manifestation i am so excited to have jennifer blanchard here You guys, this is gonna be an awesome conversation today. Jennifer is a multi-passionate writer, storyteller, development book editor, writing mentor, creative entrepreneur, T-shirt collection owner, certified holistic health coach, spiritual teacher, and the founder of the Feel Good Life Center. I love it, she's so gifted. It's her mission in life to change the way people think and challenge what they believe is possible. Welcome. Welcome. Um, Jennifer, I'm so excited to have you here. I'd love for you to, you know, say a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you about this. Is one of
1: my favorite topics to talk about. So, um, yeah, I do a lot of stuff. Like you said, I'm multi-passionate. And, um, so I'm always just looking for what am I interested in? What do I want to actually be doing? And I've just given myself permission to do all that stuff. So if you're listening and you're also resonating with that multi-passionate thing, Um, you know, just know that you can do all the things you want to do and that you don't have to pick just one thing. And that's kind of what I try to represent with my brand and with what I do in my business. So
0: I love that because I am very similar. Like people are like, what? Because I say I'm an abundance accelerator, a mind soulful mentor, an inner voice and soul story coach. Her and I have the writing and book coaching and mentoring in common. Um, Jennifer does Fiction, and I do more spiritual and personal development, nonfiction works, but it's so awesome that we both have this multi-passionate really living into our gifting. Yeah, absolutely,
1: and I think that that's important because if you are somebody who resonates with being multi-passionate, trying to do anything else is really just going to lower your abundance because, you know, anytime you snuff out your soul basically and like try to, to just like ignore things or not do the things you feel called to do, like that actually just causes your abundance to get turned down and, and causes you to just not have as much joy and, and feel good in your life. So um, I'm all about people doing all the things they want to do, you know, whatever that happens to be. And not necessarily like you have to get paid for everything, but it's always a good bonus if you can.
0: Oh, I totally agree with you because when I feel like if we are kind of living in alignment and we're listening to ourselves or listening to our soul, our inner voice, um, intuition, whatever that word is for you, I use the word often inner voice. If we are kind of designed to do different things and we don't listen to that, we are in essence blocking um, our abundance, blocking our blessings kind of, kind of, so to speak. So I completely agree, to, agree with you. Let's yep. talk about luck. What's luck and what's manifestation? Are they the same thing? What do you think? Um, Honestly, I don't believe in luck. And maybe that's
1: kind of like a taboo thing to say, but um, I don't believe in luck because I really just feel like when you're doing the things you're meant to be doing and you're in alignment with the things that you're called to, um, then stuff just unfolds the way it's meant to. And there is no luck, really, it's more just like, you've aligned yourself with the things you're meant for. And so now the universe is is actually in a place to help you to receive those things. And, um, and I also don't really really believe in bad luck. So people will say like, bad Mm -hmm. things happen. And, um, and I don't believe that either. I just really think like, luck is just one of those external society terms that they've come up with for things about, you know, oh, this is bad. So therefore, you must have bad luck, or this is really good. So you must have good luck. And really, it's all coming from us anyway. So it's like, whether it's good or bad, it's coming from us. It's coming from our thoughts, our beliefs, the way that we're viewing things, our expectations, like all that stuff. We're creating our reality that we're experiencing. So whether it's good or bad, it's coming from us. So um, so yeah, I don't really believe in luck. And I was actually just talking to a friend about this recently and he's trying to convince me that like I'm wrong. And um, it just made me feel like standing in that belief even more so. Just like, you know, it's not really, luck. It's really just you deciding that you're gonna create what you actually want and receive more of it as opposed to just being reactive to life and, and believing that life happens to you as opposed to you happen to life.
0: Yeah so, so it's, it um, sounds like with luck it seems more random. Like things would happen with our with, with us not actually being involved. I think it sounds right. like I think that is not the way that everything is set up. So in a sense yeah luck sounds like the world, God, universe is random and we're, we don't have a responsible part in it. We are not co-creating it. Things just happen to us versus uh, maybe your point of view, it sounds like, which I think I, I agree with it as well. On the manifestation side is more about aligning um, and that we do play a part Um, either full, I think you might think that there's a full alignment that allows you to totally co-create your environment um, and your, what other people are thinking of luck is actually just alignment that then ends up looking like manifestation. What would you think? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think it's, it's, yeah, people aren't seeing the, everything that goes into it, you know? So like people will tell me, oh, you're so lucky that you worked for yourself. And I'm like, well, maybe, but I worked really hard to get here. (laughs) Like, you know, I spent a lot of time creating a business and doing, you know, figuring out ways to make money on my own. And I was brave enough to quit a very high paying corporate job to take a risk on myself and to put, basically bet on myself. And um, if you want to call that luck, fine, but I don't call that luck. I mean, I just say that I aligned myself with what I actually wanted and then everything just sort of unfolded from there. So yeah, I mean, I think it's the difference of like, do I want to take personal responsibility for my life and for myself? and for the reality that I'm experiencing? Or do I just want to always put it to something else and have something to place blame on or to say, Oh, I just have a lot of bad luck, or I just bad things always happen to me. And I see both sides of it. Because before I knew all this stuff, and before I was really aware of it, um, I used to think that I had bad luck. And I used to think bad things just happened to me. And, and now when I look back, I absolutely realize, like, I look at the mindset that I had at that time when things were happening that were you know, bad and and basically realizing like, oh, I was doing it to myself. Like I was in a victim mindset. I was thinking, you know, um, too much about the things I didn't want. And that's why I was getting more of it. So, um, it was really just looking at what had happened in the past and realizing like, actually, no, I didn't have bad luck. I just had a bad mindset and I wasn't aware of what I'm aware of now, which allows me to be a lot more focused on what I actually want versus continuing to focus on the things I don't want. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's fine, however you want to see it. But I think if you take that responsibility and just say, um, I'm going to choose to be responsible for everything that happens in my life, whether it's good or bad, um, or whatever, like, I'm just going to choose that somehow I was a part of it. I co-created it in some way. And there's a lesson. If it's a bad thing, then there's a lesson. And if it's a good thing, then it's, you know, um, me just continuing on my journey of where I want to go. So, um, Yeah, I mean, I I guess it's just a way of looking at it, you know? Yeah,
0: I think it's really interesting. One of the things that you said was about for a while, you actually didn't see it that way. You didn't see it as creating your own per se luck or manifestation, um, both good and bad. And then I think the other thing that was really interesting that I could relate to was when you mentioned the idea that people think you're lucky because you have created a situation where you're able to work for yourself. And it made me remember um, just the idea of like a long time ago, um, especially I think before I got deeper into um, manifestation and what what it really takes and, and what I actually consider it to be, I actually thought the things that I worked for and created weren't actually manifestations. Because to me, I had equated manifestation all the way to like miracle. Like it's so far gone out there that there's no way that I could have done it. Um, if i created it like people are like oh my gosh you know you're a lawyer you do these things wow you're so lucky and i was like i'm not lucky nor do i see it as a manifestation because i did all the steps to get there but in reality it is a huge manifestation because of all of the thoughts energy actions emotions and beliefs that took to have that manifestation right
1: yeah and and the most important thing that you just said was the action because mm-hmm. i think a lot of times people assume manifestation means oh, I'm just going to sit on my ass and do nothing. And all of a sudden, all this stuff's just going to happen if I think about it or whatever. And that's actually not how it is. So like, there's a a big part of manifestation is action. And it's not necessarily like, okay, I want something. And so now I'm going to come up with a whole list of actions to take and then go do those things. I mean, that's one way to do it. But the other way is to be like, okay, I know what I want. I'm going to get aligned with the feeling of it. And then from that place, whatever I feel inspired or nudged to do, I'm going to take those actions. And it's actually an easier way to do it because then you're not um, trying to figure it out yourself or trying to figure out the how, which is never up to you anyway. Right. But you're really focused on, I'm going to get the feeling first of like, I feel like this is already true for me. And then when you get a nudge or inspired action to do something, it's like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing. And then stuff actually works better and faster. And then you seem more lucky to people because (laughs) it's like, how did that happen so quickly? You know, like, how did you do it so fast? And it's really just that alignment piece of like, I got to the feel good place first. I, you know, focused on what I wanted. I felt that it was already true. And then right. I got inspired to take some action, which I went and took that action. So, um, you know, there are obviously two ways you can definitely manifest by making a whole list of actions and going out and doing them all. And, but that's the harder way. That's actually right. the way that's to take more longer.
0: Like, that's more like eff- that's more efforting and may not necessarily be in alignment because sometimes the, aligned next steps or the aligned actions come through just taking that continual next step versus maybe plotting everything out. Although, you know, yeah. of course, but before we, cause we've jumped right in and I'm wondering for the listeners that maybe this is new to them. Maybe they don't exactly know what manifestation is. Um, how would you define it? Just, just really basic for the people that this might be their first time really diving into it
1: to me, I say manifestation is thoughts become things. So the way you think the way you feel the things you believe the assumptions or the expectations you have, are all going to create the reality that you see. So if you want something, um, the way to, to get yourself moving in that direction or to manifest it is to start internally with what are you thinking? What am I believing that might be against this thing that I say I want? Or um, what am I feeling that isn't aligned with this thing that I say that I want? Because um, I think that's, that's the most important part, really, is just knowing that thoughts become things and choosing your thoughts consciously as opposed to just reacting to everything.
0: Right. I, I I agree with your definition. Um, I it's so funny when I've had conversations I think with people that are a little more critical, um, they talk about our well, if I could just think myself rich, if I could just think myself into becoming a millionaire, so I don't believe that it, I don't believe that this whole thing works. And what i think is for me i think one of the missing elements is the idea that our emotions and our subconscious are always working and so like yes you could be telling yourself oh i'm a millionaire but you don't feel like a millionaire you're truly not lined up with that vibration you you're are not, not in the like energy it. of it exactly you're not making decisions yeah. based on being a millionaire like it is really truly your thoughts your emotions your emotions are sending out signals um, about how you truly feel about yourself and your life, and so that's my only thing is I've heard people be like, "Well, you know, I have thought myself rich, I've thought, but do you really believe it? Are you really acting like it? Are you operating yeah. in that? And nine times out of ten they are not they're not,
1: yeah, exactly because it's easy to say oh, I'm going to make X amount of dollars a month or something. But then if you're still acting, have, have how you've been acting, you know, up to that point where you haven't been making that kind of money, well, then you're just going to get that same result. So like when I was first, so when I first kind of started to, I mean, I was kind of doing this journey for like since 2008 officially, like I watched The Secret, I started learning about manifestation, um, just kind of dove head in on all that stuff and, and really was learning about it. But then in 2016, I actively started using it in the way where I was matching identity and how I'm acting with the things that I'm trying to manifest. So it's like, I'm now going to act as this person who already has this stuff, who already does these things. And by doing that, it actually aligned me with the result that I wanted. So like when I wanted to make more money in my business, it was like, okay, well, how much do I want to make? I don't I think at the time I was saying like $50,000 or something. It was just a random number I picked out of, out of like anywhere, you know, it was just like the number that came to me. And at the time I was probably making anywhere from like, I don't know, five to 500 to like 1500 a month, maybe. And it wasn't like a lot of money. Um, And I was really struggling. And so I was like, okay, well, if I was making $50,000 a month, what would I be doing every day? How would I be acting? And it was really simple things at Mm. first. It was like, when I go to the gas station, I'm going to fill my tank up every single time, even if I'm like. Oh, but I only have $30 or like, I'm afraid that I'm not going to have enough or it's like, no, because a person who makes 50,000 a month doesn't go to the gas station six times a week to put $5 in. you know, they put, they just fill their tank up and they go. So I made that commitment of like, I'm going to fill my tank up every time I go to the gas station. And it was like, okay, well, if I made that much money, then I would have a personal stylist. I would have someone who picks clothes out for me. So I decided to sign up for Stitch Fix, which is like a personal stylist company. And they send you clothes, you try them on at home. And then you pick what you want and you send the rest back. And so I started to do that and I cleaned out my closet, like anything of the $50,000 version of me would not wear things with holes, things with stains, stuff that's old, that doesn't fit, got rid of all of it. And it was just little things like that, that actually started moving my income up and up and up. So I went to, I mean, within probably 30 to 60 days from making like 1500 a month to making 5,000 a month. And so um, it was just little simple things. And like, yeah, I wasn't at 50,000, but like that was a huge jump for me at the time. So I was really excited about it and it was like, okay, this is how you do it. It's like you kind of step into the identity of who you would be if you were already that person and what would they do and what, you know, what do they, how do they operate on a day-to-day basis? And that really was the thing that helped me to move the needle in that direction. So um, it was definitely-
0: it sounds like you almost did, as what I kind of work with and talk to my clients about, almost like energetic sweeping. So it's almost like an energetic makeover. You're kind of looking at your life and seeing where it doesn't match the life that you think that you should be living or the life that you want to manifest. So um, on the thought level, you change your thoughts to align with the version of you that was making $50,000. You changed your belief, obviously, around who that person is or who you are that makes that money, as well as your actions. So it was like all of these things that lined up. And I think, I think that is um, kind of challenging for most people what would you say, this is kind of leading into our next kind of area, what are some of the blocks that you see with maybe your clients or you even saw with yourself as you were kind of stepping into and aligning with that high in, higher earning um, business you? Well, I think the biggest thing was the fear
1: factor. So it was really like, at the time, like I said, I was, I was really struggling with money. So it was like, it was scary to commit to, I'm going to fill my tank up every time I go to the gas station. Cause sometimes I only had $30 in my bank account. So it was like, okay, am I really going to use 20 of that to get gas when I could just put five in or I could put 10 in. But it was like that commitment to just no, I'm going to do this because I'm going to be that person. And if I believed that I was that person then I wouldn't have fear around it, I would just take the action anyway. So it was kind of like that where I had to just catch myself, like just little decisions I was making where it was like, okay, Um, like just random example, let's say like, you're going to take an Uber and it's like, okay, you have the option to choose a shared Uber where you have to like go with other people or you can get your own. And the difference is like $5 maybe, or something like that. And it's like, well, would the version of you that makes that kind of money even wonder about that? Would they even question it? Or they would just pick the, the solo car because that's what you would go for or like tipping somebody. Like I always made the decision that no matter how much the bill is, I'm tipping at least $10 and more depending on like how much the total is. So it's like, Sometimes I'd go out to eat and the bill would be $10 and I would still tip $10 because I was like, I'm going to be the person who has the money, who acts the way that I would. So even though it kind of makes no sense, like, okay, but it's scary. Like I only spent $10 on my lunch. Why should I tip $10? Like, that's crazy. Well, I just said, well, the version of me that makes that kind of money would not question that wouldn't think twice about it. They would just slap the $10 tip on and go about their day. So, um, Um, it was just little corrections
0: along the way. One of the things I'm wondering though is that it sounds like there there are all of these opportunities in our lives, point by point, moment by moment, which which you're sharing. You know everything from an Uber to um, gas to tipping. Before you started this, I think aligned action. Did you sit down? Like um, sometimes I'll have my clients meditate, kind of do certain visioning exercises. Like did you envision that? higher self view, that view that was making more money before you started taking the actions? Or did you just allow it to flow and in each moment become so present? This is the mindfulness piece that I talk about, become so present to yourself in your life that you were able to kind of step into that higher self or that vibration in that particular moment? Or did you map it out and see it for beforehand?
1: I mean, I think it's kind of a little bit of both. So like at that time, I had already had a very consistent daily mindset and energy practice that I was doing. So every single morning, um, I do a practice that combines um, a lot of different things. So one being a clearing activity. So basically clearing all the clutter, the mind clutter, the mind noise out doing, um, I do morning pages, which is basically three handwritten stream of consciousness pages. I don't always do three pages. Um, I do one page at minimum, but usually I do like two or three, depends on the day. Um, but my minimum is one page. It's like every day I do a clearing activity. And then I'm doing meditation after that, where I'm really just connecting with myself, connecting with the universe, just really focusing my mind. And then I visualize after that. So it's really like, okay, I'm setting the intention. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm doing the, so I was kind of doing all that stuff anyway. And it was kind of just like a practice I'd gotten at that point. It had been, uh, let's see about a year and a half where I was doing it consistently every single day. And at this point it's been many, many years. So it's like something that's just natural to me now where it's like, if I don't do that stuff, I'm like, what? I didn't do that today. How weird is that? Like it rarely ever happens. So I think it started there for sure. But then it was more of a conscious like, okay, if I'm already this person, what would I be doing? And really just asking myself moment to moment, as well as kind of mapping out like, okay, what would I be doing? And then I would just write it out and go, okay, well, this is what I'm now committing to is like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, um, you know, that kind of thing. So I think it's a combination of both. Um, okay. And if you're sort of just getting started with all this, then I would say more than anything, start with the daily mindset practice because that is a foundational piece of manifesting, of feeling good, of um, of everything, really. So um, for your definitely for your daily
0: for your daily mindset piece, you mentioned um, the the morning pages, which is like I love it from Julia Cameron. Um, that's awesome. Any journaling kind of is amazing. Um, you mentioned visualization, which I love it, visualization and visioning. And then you also mentioned meditation. Those are all um, practices that I do as well. How long, because I have people that ask me this and clients, how long does your mindset work in the morning take or your morning ritual?
1: Well, when I first started it, so I started it officially as a daily thing in August, 2015. And at that point, it was probably anywhere from five to seven minutes, maybe 10 minutes at that point. So I was just doing the, the morning pages thing. I don't really time it because I just, I literally do that immediately upon waking. It's like the first thing I do, I grab my notebook and I'm still in bed writing those. So um, I didn't really count that as part of like the morning practice, but when I would actually sit down to like meditate and visualize, that was usually anywhere from five to seven minutes, sometimes 10. Um, but I really couldn't do it for very long at that point because I was just like, kind of all over the place and wasn't really focused mentally but now where I'm at I've been doing it for so long that I can literally meditate for 10-15 minutes and not even realize I've been doing it for that long so it's like um it just kind of naturally increased but I also have added in a lot of other things over the years so now my practice is probably about an hour a day um sometimes more or sometimes less depends on the day but for the most part it's about an hour and it includes um some personal writing that I do it includes Um, I do like tapping EFT like every day. Um, I listen to um, a subconscious mind reprogramming thing that I uh, subscribe to. And I also listen to like Abraham Hicks audios or like things like that. So I kind of have this like, I I give myself permission to just mix it up whenever like I feel like doing. But for the most part, the constant part of it is the clearing, the intention setting, you know, the meditation and visualization that's like every single day. And then the other stuff I kind of add in as I feel like okay today I'm feeling anxious I think I need an EFT on anxiety or I'm feeling a little bit like you know um, like my self worth is kind of coming up for me today and so I'm going to do some self worth tapping and and just kind of like in the moment what do I need to move forward and feel good going into the rest of my day so I,
0: I love that and I think what is really powerful and what all the listeners or people that are watching as well can take away from it is that your morning practice can actually be as long or as short as you need it to be and then yep. i mean i i personally agree with that and then also incorporating things as they come up for you so that you are continuing to kind of adjust to yourself and what you might need in that moment i know yep. for me i do um i do something that's called gritting which is like um i'm trying to think of another way to to that's been described kind of like intention setting for my day so i will you know, literally write down the ways that I want to feel that day, the first, that's the first thing that I do in the morning. I also do journaling. Um, I also do visioning, which I, um, I believe works very, very well. Um, like foreseeing the outcome, even like, which is, some people think of it also as segment intending where you like, okay, this is an aspect of my day and this is kind of how I want it to go. And then of course I do meditation and I also do prayer. So i i definitely agree with you i think that it can be some days it's super quick and then some days especially when i have more time um i'm able to spend more time right or something's come up for me that i need additional you know support for myself on so i spend a little bit more time but i love that um yeah i also think it's important Um, just to to add, I think it's important
1: that this is something that happens a lot with people is they'll say, well, I only have five minutes. I don't have enough time. Like I'm too busy. And for me, it's like that five minutes that I might take, like on a day where everything is kind of crazy and I have to just go, go, go from immediately upon waking that five minutes that I take to just like do some breathing or do some visualization. Like that actually sets you up to have a much better experience in your day than to go into the day, just being reactive, reactive, reactive. So like, Take that five minutes. It is so worth it. Like, even on the days where you're fighting it really hard and you're like, I don't have time and I don't feel like it. I don't want to. Just do it anyway. Two minutes, set a timer, breathe for two minutes, like visualize for two minutes. It makes such a freaking difference. Like, I just now I refuse to like do anything. And sometimes it's like, if I am in a day where I know it's like, go, 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 I'll just like, while I'm brushing my teeth, I'll be like imagining stuff. Or like, I will just literally like sit on the edge of the bathtub and just like breathe for two minutes. So, like, whatever I can do to just get myself in that space before I start interacting with the world. You know, it's kind of like, I totally agree. I totally agree.
0: I also, I think that, I think that you actually, um, I feel like it's a way you actually reclaim your time because I think very similar to what you're saying, like we're, we're rushing through, I have a five-year-old, so there's always a competing, there's always something that's competing. There's always something that's going to speed us up or feel like, there, We have to attend, to attend to it right now. It's like the urgent actually over the priority. But when we prioritize that, that time for ourselves, when we prioritize like getting ourselves in the right energetic space, I truly believe that we actually don't ever lose that time. Because I okay. think throughout our day when we're, because for me, it makes me more present And one of the things that I know is going to bring it up too is just like the whole idea of that fear mind and creating and manifesting right from that fear based space. Well, if you get yourself into alignment, if you spend that time with yourself in the beginning of your day so that you are not um, having thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and actions that are originating out of that fear based, then you're not creating that so called bad luck or these bad manifestations because you've gotten yourself into, I feel like a more spiritual alignment, right? Yeah. Like an aligned energetic space. Exactly. Totally. Absolutely. So I completely agree with you, but I do think it's fun how, um, you're mentioning like even visioning and doing that work while you're brushing your teeth. I think that I know for different clients that I have, it's often just starting that new habit, like getting ourselves into a new way of thinking and a new way of of acting and believing because your practice now has become habitual so much so that, like, you can just do it simply while you're brushing your teeth. And that's kind of the yep. point where it gets. And I think, yeah, I think you can feel the difference. I know for me, if I don't do like if I don't do my meditation and prayer and like that kind of stuff, I feel off. Like there's uh, an element to my energy yeah. that doesn't feel good anymore, right? I'm just like cranky and I'm always like in, a,
1: in like kind of a bad mood and I feel like I'm much more reactive to the things that happen as yeah. opposed to like when I do it, then I don't react as much. So it's like someone might say something to me and on a day I haven't done that stuff, which is pretty rare now, but once in a great while it happens. Then all of a sudden I find myself just being really cranky with them or like, just like saying things that I would normally never say. And it's like, okay, wait, what's happening? And then I have to take a step back and be like, oh yeah, I didn't meditate today. Or, oh, I didn't do this today. So it's like, and that for me, the most, anytime that does happen, it's usually a weekend because like weekends kind of tend to be a little less like um, ritual or more like, right. (laughs) Yeah, they have less structure. So sometimes it's like, I get up and I know I want to go to yoga and then I might've got up late. So I've got to hurry. And so then I, even like, if I skip it, then I realize like, okay, I'm in yoga and I'm feeling cranky now, or I'm feeling like annoyed at something. And if I just like take that five minutes, even in the car to just like, I'm sitting in the parking lot, I'm going to breathe for two minutes. Like it just makes, it shifts you. Like it really shifts your energy. And suddenly it's like, okay, I feel better now. I can right. I can handle life again. Like I feel better
0: now. And it just I completely, makes it I completely so agree. much better. I totally <laughs> yeah. agree. Especially like even, um, cause I teach meditation and breath work. And so even just realigning with our, our breath will slow our, um, slow our nervous system down, it will, yeah. it will stop and literally, it will stop our stressful response. Um, you know, I have a five-year-old son and because I've been doing it for so long, even when he now gets upset, he'll be like, mama can let's breathe. Let's breathe. Like literally asking to take those breaths so, so that he won't get himself so worked up. So it's I wish like a two
1: that can, to my dog.
0: Yes. Yeah. If we can work <laughs> with our kids, you know what I mean? Then it can definitely work with us. And it's, yeah, it's absolutely, it's so, it's so cool. So I wanted to ask you. I know we mentioned fear. Um, I f- I have found that I think a big block to manifestation is in the area of belief, especially when the manifestation hasn't appeared yet. Right? Because we have mm-hmm. our expectation that we're doing the work. We've aligned our thoughts. We've, you know, we've we've gotten our energy around what that would feel like, what that life would look like or be like, but yet it hasn't shown up yet. What do you think are some of the blocks there? Do you think it's belief? Do you think it's something else? What are you thinking?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say it's definitely, if if it hasn't shown up yet, then you're blocking it in some way. So it could be a belief thing that you might have a subconscious belief you haven't uncovered yet that might be actually stopping you. Um, It might just be that you are doing all the actions, but you're not really feeling it at the Mm -hmm. level that you need to feel it for it to actually happen because you're still feeling the way you're always feeling, which is like reactive or just kind of okay. And, and really it's like, you have to get yourself into this feel good state where you feel so good that you don't even care that you don't have it because you feel so good now. It's like, man, I feel amazing. And I don't even care that I don't have this thing because I feel amazing. And that's when you're going to get it. So it's like, It's aligning yourself and this, I have a a really good example of this, um, which I honestly haven't even talked about publicly yet, Um, (laughs) but I am going through a divorce right now. And um, for a very long time, my relationship was not feeling good to me anymore. It just wasn't aligned for me. Um, I think he felt the exact same thing and just we weren't talking about it because we were both scared. Um, And like three months before it all went down, I just was listening to an Abraham Hicks audio heard her say something that just like epiphanied me. Like immediately I was like, oh my God, I get it now. Like I totally get it now. It's feeling good is the point and the path. Like if you want, and she mm. didn't say that, but that's the download that I had after I heard what she said. It was like that's good. feeling that's good really is good. the point and the path. I actually tattooed it on my arm recently because I'm like, I'm never forgetting that ever again. It's like, first of all, you have to feel good because that's the whole point of what you think you want. Second, in order to get so. there, the path is to feel good in that process. And so even though my relationship didn't necessarily feel good, I wasn't necessarily in the situation I wanted to be in. I just made the commitment that I was going to every single day do whatever I could to feel good for as long as I possibly could. And when I found myself like falling out of that, I would just get right back to it as soon as I could. And I did that consistently for two months. And then, um, beginning of this year, like eight days into the year, my husband sits down and says, um. I don't know how to say this, but I want a divorce. And I literally in that moment, and I had just done a meditation, a visual, like I was in the most feel good possible state I could possibly be in. And he said that, and it was like, I knew it was perfectly aligned that I totally manifested it because I finally got myself on the path where that kind of an outcome was possible for me. And that kind of makes no sense, I feel like, but like it, it completely made sense to me at the time. It was like, it just, the feel good path was what got me to the place where he was ready to say the thing that I couldn't say. And before, I was just feeling bad every day, and it wasn't aligning me to that being an option for me. So it I was actually, just feeling
0: bad and and not yeah. It action actually makes it, you know? a lot of sense. It actually makes a lot of sense because you got yourself into the place where um, how can I how can I say this? It's almost like your internal environment became more important than your external environment, and so when that happens, then oftentimes our and this is, this is like the inside out of this whole manifestation kind of picture, right? And I think it's the part that a lot of people miss is that your outer starts reflecting your inner. Like yep. you're, and I talk about this with the inner abundance becoming how it manifests itself as outer abundance into our environment and our circumstances. So your self-love was so great. It was, you, were on a good, you were in a good place. You were taking care of yourself. You were feeling good about your life. And the things that didn't serve you anymore i.e. that relationship that marriage right and i'm it sounds like you held him though in such a good like loving vibration like sending him love peace and joy as a result of that's what you were flowing from that of course like that becomes ultimately the manifestation because yeah you two are not co-creating that bad relationship anymore right like now you can do something else that serves yeah
1: and and it was just so, so weird because he was
0: literally thinking all the things i
1: had been thinking for pretty much the same amount of time. I just had never said them because I wasn't brave enough to, and he wasn't brave enough to. And I feel like I put myself in that that space where energetically we could get to that point. And it was the most amicable breakup like ever. I mean, I'm talking like we filed our divorce papers and then went and had lunch together. Like it wasn't even a thing. Wow. It was just like we, wow. we maintain. I know. Like, in fact, when we went to fill out the paperwork, the lady's like, yeah, usually couples aren't working this closely together. So I don't think you have to worry that much. And she's like, you could just go over to the courthouse. And and it was just, it was so easy and so simple. There was no drama. It was just like very much, okay, we're just taking the actions we have to take now. We both made the decision that we want to be happy. We want each other to be happy. And that it's more important to us now that we're going to feel good than it is to continue on this path of not feeling good. And so even though breaking up isn't necessarily like the most feel good thing, I feel like that was probably the best it could have possibly been and then on top of that i know it's the work that had to be done to get me to the place where i can now feel even better and that's i hope awesome. that you know at some point he feels the exact same
0: way so now was so, yeah, he doing like, a similar type of work like is he no. okay mm-hmm. okay no well, then, so that's, that's the other that's thing even more you amazing can, manifestation <laughs> like your right? your energy your um you know i think it's abraham hicks called it your inner being was in such a good place that again, everything that was not in alignment yeah. was either going to get into alignment or was going to fall away I love right. it and I
1: also one thing to say is that last summer I actually asked the universe for him to break up with me, and I know that seems weird, um, but I just felt in my heart I would never be able to do it and I just said, if we are actually not meant to be together, if this is not the right thing for me, then I just ask that you get him to break up with me, which I know that seems crazy like you can not ask for that but I just put that out there. I think it was June of last year. Um, and that's exactly what happened once I got into alignment with the energy of it. So, um, you know, you still got to ask for what you want. Obviously you still have to ask for what you want. That's a big part of the manifestation process. That is step one, ask for what you want. Um, and then you have to get yourself in that feel good energy, no matter what is happening externally, because otherwise you become so reactive to the external that you just never get on the path to receiving the thing that you're asking for. So, um, so that was a whole thing. It wasn't just like, oh, I felt good and suddenly he broke up with me, but I'd actually energetically
0: asked for it. Um, I, I, I love it. And he had doesn't, no he idea. didn't know that I did that. But, I love uh, it and I had no idea we were going to talk about basically like the whole idea of conscious uncoupling and how you can really like manifest a beautiful, peaceful divorce. But like- And I did. It's, but you it's did. crazy. Like, I did. Ev- yeah. Everything I mean, mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Everything yeah. is possible, especially when we- when we really fully step into it and don't see it as something that's impossible. Cause that's another, that's another whole block. And I, like- the
1: funny thing was I actually, even though I asked for it, I honestly didn't know if it would actually happen. I was just like, I don't think he'll ever break up with me. I just don't think he's, I just didn't think it would happen. But when I got myself into that feel good space, like suddenly it didn't matter anymore. It was like, okay, mm. I'm just going to operate my life from this space and whatever happens happens. And like, because of that, I feel like it just kind of, Um, I don't know. I just aligned myself with the thing that I asked for. So, um,
0: That sounds like a lot about like the law of detachment, like being, you had gotten yourself in such a good place that you were no longer fully attached to the outcome. Yes. You still held the vision for what you wanted and you still stayed in the vibration of what you wanted, but you were not attached to. And I know it kind of sounds bad too.
1: Like, well, if you wanted that all along, why wouldn't you just break up with him? You know, like, and I get that, like, yeah, I probably should have. But at the time, I honestly just, I knew I would never be able to do it. It was like, I just had to ask for help because I knew I couldn't do it. Like, there was just so much baggage and so many years of us being together that, like, I just knew I would never be able to do it. And so I was like, okay, well, this is one of those situations where I'm going to ask the universe for help. And if it's the right thing, then it will happen at some point. And, um, and I, I mean, it's not like we weren't trying to make it work, because we definitely were doing things to try to make it work, but it just... It just wasn't a fit anymore, and I think we both just kind of got to that place where we're like, okay, being happy and feeling good is more important than trying to
0: stick with this commitment we made years ago that just no longer aligned for us. I think, so, I think another really interesting point that um, you just made that I, I'm, I'm not sure that you maybe you've thought about it, but like the whole idea of right or wrong which, which is obviously up to our own determinations, like you asked for ultimately the support that you needed. Like it didn't matter like who should break up with who or that you quote unquote should. Like you actually freed yourself from the shoulds. I just can counter a lot of women who get stuck in their shoulds. Like I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Rather than just yeah. doing exactly what you did, I want them to break up with me. I want this to happen the way that I. I
1: that's what I did. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Like you, and I think yeah. that's another reason why the manifestation came because you weren't blocking actually what you wanted by feeling bad for asking for what you actually needed.
1: Yeah, so exactly. Of- it's like I think we don't allow ourselves to want the things we really want right. because we think we can't have them or that we should be doing something else. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. I definitely was shooting myself a little, like I should just break up with him, but I kind of was at the stage where I was like, I wasn't completely sure if this was still right or not. It was like, I wasn't sure. And so that's what I put out there was like, if this is not right, if this is not where I'm supposed to be anymore, then please let him break up with me. Because I felt like if that happened, then I would know for a fact that this is actually what was meant for me. And if not, then we would probably, the relationship would have shifted in some way and things would have got better or whatever. And so I just kind of was like the detachment. So you kind of, you always have to know what you want and ask for it and expect that you can have it. But then at the same time, be attached or be um, unattached from, well, okay, it's always this or something better. And that's what I always say. It's always this or something better. So if it's not this, then something better will happen. And, and that's just what I choose to believe now. And so it's like, okay, well, if I didn't receive the thing I wanted, or if the thing didn't show up the way I thought, then it's something better. There's something better that's still coming. And,
0: um, So yeah, I I I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I've also gone through divorce. So it's interesting that we're having this topic. And I also wanted, for like spiritual reasons for me, I didn't actually want to be the person who- kind of filed or you know I wanted God spirit that's how I talk about it to to make it clear that this was an ending and that it wasn't just me walking away from the marriage or me just giving up so when he did certain things like filed it was like I've done all that I can do and so I'm being freed from it so I literally I can relate to it versus you know I think we all are entitled to ask for things to be how it needs to be for us And I think as women give ourselves permission to want what we want and to ask, like whether you're asking the universe in your case, or I'm asking God or spirit or whatever, give yourself permission to ask for what it is you need and how you'd like it to show up and how you'd like it to be. And don't judge it. Exactly. Don't judge it. It's, it's really, and that's the hardest part
1: was like, I, the first time I, when I asked for that, it was scary to me because it was like, I'd been judging myself for wanting that to happen. It's like, I should just do what I need to do. I should man up or woman up. I should just like right. do the thing I'm supposed to do. But I just honestly felt like I had, there have been times where like, I felt like I should do it, but then I couldn't and I couldn't get the words out. And I was just like, I'm going to be stuck here forever if I don't ask for help. And like, maybe the asking for help, what would have showed up was me finally getting the courage to do it. That's another option as well. It's like, I just put it out there of like, okay, this is best case scenario. This is what I want. Or it's this or something better. So it's like, okay, maybe I would have eventually got the nudge of like, Okay, I'm going to say something like this is the moment right. to say something, but that's not how it happened for me. So it's like, it's always, as there's something better, don't judge the things you
0: want, just ask for them and I just I know that you can have them. I love and, that. And that's I, it. I love that. And I feel like even though that wasn't, that wasn't even the question that we like, when that wasn't <laughs> the question or the tangent, pattern. exactly, no, <laughs> but it's perfect because it's, I feel like, especially for women, because a lot of my clients are women and. People are, they struggle with giving themselves permission to want what you want. So it's like, how can you manifest the things that you want if you haven't given yourself permission to want what you want and just allow it to be and you're stuck in judgment, which puts you into fear and it puts you into feeling bad. So you're down, you know, your vibration is down. When you've given yourself permission to be like, no, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to ask for. This is what I'm going to align with. This is what I'm going to pray for. This is what I'm going to believe is going to happen for me. And then keep going versus all the other things, a lot of the hurdles and mindset stuff we create for ourselves. And actually,
1: um, this book that I just wrote with a couple of my friends who are also excellent manifestors, there's a story in there about how she manifested her divorce. And it was a similar thing where she felt like, I can't do this because, you know, she was very religious at the time and it was like, this is bad and it's against the religion that I believe and all that stuff. And so what she ended up putting out there was like, God, please... Do something that will get me out of this relationship in a way where I can feel like this is okay and I exactly. can basically be reconciled with it and not have to resonate with that. I resonate, with that.
0: I resonate with that a lot. And
1: so that's what she did. And the crazy thing that happened was that she ended up finding I mean, definitely check out the story. I don't want to go into the whole thing because I don't know if she'd want me to tell it. But um, the whole thing was that she basically manifested a person who connected with another person randomly who found out something that he had done that ended up getting back to her. And it was just like the way it happened was so insane and yet perfectly what she was looking for and asking for. And, um,
0: so yeah, I, I love like, that. So yeah, we were going to talk about that. So, well, yeah, then, and that no, has,
1: we don't have to talk like, about it now, but I just wanted to add that since we were talking about the, no, the yeah, no, definitely,
0: no, definitely. Um, I want to talk about it because you have, I think, co-written a book, um, called miracle festing, inspiring stories to help you recognize and create everyday miracles in your life. So how did this book, how did this book manifest?
1: So we actually, earlier last year, we'd started a mastermind group, me and two of my friends. And basically we were like, oh, we're just looking for accountability and some people to like bounce ideas off of and just like basically support us in our journey. And so as we were doing this, like every week when we'd get on our calls, we would always have these crazy manifestation stories. Like, guess what happened to me this week? You're not going to believe it. And we'd share like the story. And so after a few months, we were like, we should write a book and put our stories of like what we've manifested in there. How cool would that be? And we talked about it for a while. And then like September of last year, we were just like, you know what? We need to do this. And so we just like picked a date. We worked backwards and we just made the decision that we're going to make it happen. And then we just made it happen. It was kind of crazy, but um, it was super fun. I'd never written a book with another person before, let alone two people. So that was a new journey for me as well. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, we're actually talking about a follow-up now because we're like, oh, that was so fun. And we had such a good time and, um, you know, people are really resonating with it. So we're like, oh, maybe I have to do a follow-up now. Um, but I think the biggest thing was really, we just wanted to show people that manifestation doesn't have to be hard. It can be because the whole thing is we're doing it no matter what, like you're manifesting every single moment of your, your life, whether you are conscious of that or not. So it's like, we wanted to show people that like the everyday things that happen actually are manifestations. And if you start to pay more attention to that stuff, you'll realize like my life is actually much more miracle filled than I even realized that it was and it just creates this level of gratitude and and just like appreciation that you didn't have before you started to see like oh i'm actually a really good manifester and i just wasn't counting these little things because i thought they were just you know they're just normal to me it's like oh it's just normal that i get front right. row parking it's normal to me that you know someone buys my coffee when i go to starbucks but it's like but those are actually miracles and those are actually manifestations that you created based on your thoughts, your expectations, your beliefs, your feelings. So it's like, we wanted to show the crazy stories. And then we also wanted to show the really simple stuff. That's like, like manifesting, you know, a chapstick or manifesting a coffee. Like those are really simple things. And yet those are miracles in themselves.
0: Yeah. And our ability to see them in our lives, right. Is what I know that I talk about it a lot is like, it's one of the things that makes us more grateful for our lives. It makes us love the lives that we're living right now and it also is the kind of launch pad to create more of them like once you start seeing your manifestation muscles are working your beliefs your thoughts and actions and all of these things are creating the life that you want to have then it becomes a lot easier and you're also putting yourself all the time in to a feeling place where you're loving your life so it's so good to um, I even, I think of it as mindfulness in that respect to be mindful of all of the manifestations that we're, that we're consciously creating. Right. But it's also cool to start taking note of the ones that you've unconsciously created because we're always creating. Yeah. Um, And I think
1: also that when you notice the smaller things you recollect like, Oh, I actually am good at this. And then it makes you more willing to ask for the bigger things or to attempt the bigger things because you're like, oh, well, if I can manifest front row parking everywhere I go, then why can't I manifest this thing or that thing? Like, it just makes you just realize like, oh, I'm actually a lot more unlimited than I've been giving myself credit for. And there there are so many more possibilities that I have. And I just have to be open to them. And I have to be willing to do step one, which is ask. Right. So, um, you know that, and that was actually another cool part about the book is like all three of us have very different manifestation processes. So like mm. there's not one way to manifest things. And that's the other thing we wanted to show people is like, so there are three steps it's ask, believe, and receive, right? That's like the three basic steps. Well, each of us has a process where we're really good at one of those three things. And so we wrote the book that way too. So it's like, you know, one of us is really good at asking and getting really clear. One of us is really good at the believing and the acting as if. And then one of us is really good at the receiving. And so we just kind of wrote it in that way because we want people to see like there is no one way. There are lots of different ways that you can manifest things. And it's not about, okay, I have to follow these specific you know, step-by-step things. But it's really just knowing, knowing what you want, getting really clear on it, asking for it, and then getting yourself to that place. So the believing is, to me, believing is not just, okay, I believe it, but I'm aligning my actions. I'm aligning my thoughts. I'm aligning my feelings with this right. thing that I'm asking for. And then the receiving is, well, now that I've done all that stuff, I'm now open to receiving the thing because I'm no longer blocking it from coming to me. So it's really, and those are just the basic steps and then everything, you know, kind of stems from there. So there's really no one way to do this. And I think that's a really important thing to take away from this as well. It's like, if you don't resonate with one way, well, there's another way.
0: There's always, I I agree with that. Because I I agree with that totally um, because so many people were pushing vision boards and like, oh my God, you must have a vision boards versus other people are like, no, we're journaling the way that we want to see our lives. And we're, you know, we're affirming and even in doing the affirmations practice that ultimately ends up being very close to visualization because you're writing the things as if they're happening. So I totally agree with there are probably keeping in line with the basic kind of energetics of what you need to do there are so many ways that we could do that process. And the most important, I think, is listening to ourselves and doing the way that feels good for each of us individually. So yeah,
1: and that's, that's really the most important thing that you just said, which is what feels good to us mm-hmm. individually, because that's the whole thing. Visualization works, vision boards work, writing affirmations works, speaking affirmation, all that stuff works. But if it doesn't feel good to you, it's not gonna work right. for you. right? So you have to find what things feel good to me, and then commit to doing those things. And that's right. it. And it's really just that process of feeling it out. Like, okay, I had a vision board, but it never really made me feel that great. Like, yeah, I'm looking at a bunch of pictures and that's cool. And I wouldn't like say that, oh, I would never have a vision board again. But like, that's not a top priority for me because it didn't make me feel how I want to feel. What right. makes me feel that way is visualization. It's seeing it in my mind like a movie and like watching it every day. So that to me feels way better than a vision board. But for some and- people, like- One of my friends who wrote the book for her vision boards are like the way she gets things like she puts it up and then next thing you know she has the thing like that's just how she does it so it's find what works for you as far as what feels what feels the best because it's always about the feeling number one always about the feeling
0: and it's and it's whatever is going to activate I agree and stir up that feeling in you that allows you to think about it and allows you to feel good it feel good about it and then get into the energy. Well, this yep. conversation absolutely. has been amazing. I'm yeah, um, am encouraging everyone to go get the Miracle Festing book. Um, you can actually find Jennifer at jenniferblanchard.net. She also can be found at... Um, www.feelgoodlifecenter.com, as well as dreamlifeorbus.com, and all of this information will be available in the show notes. But Jennifer, I really want to thank you for coming, being on the show, um, sharing so beautifully and candidly about everything from your manifestation toolbook to um, your divorce and how you manifested a beautiful and peaceful, um, I can like uncoupling. I think yeah. that it's been really great conversation. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, this is. Um, I love talking to people who get this stuff. So it's like amazing to have this conversation. I feel like I'm, I'm now in this like super feel
0: good energy that I'm gonna take into the rest of my day. So thank you. So yes, thank you so much, and definitely for all the listeners and watchers, thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where we really work on loving ourselves and the lives that we are presently living. Make sure you like, love, subscribe, and review the show, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. I'd love to continue the mind soulful flow. Please connect with me at my website at brooksitney.com or everywhere around the web, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Brooksitney. Be sure to check out my latest free self-love ideas ebook on my website. And for those of you who know you want more inner and outer abundance, apply to work with me today. Until the next episode, cheers to loving yourself more and the life you are presently living.